Hello, hello. It's that time of week, our weekly Facebook live show. And today we are going to be talking about a serious topic. It's water intoxication. Um, it, depending on where you live, it's potentially summertime, getting close to summertime. But, you know, even if it's not summertime, if you're not doing things outside with your dogs um, in the water, uh, we're, at least where I live, we're seeing more and more places that have indoor swimming pools and places where we can take our dogs swimming with the increasing of dock diving. And I personally know of a lot of friends that go out taking their dogs to the beaches, to ponds, to lakes, to go swimming, uh, even boating with their dogs. Being out in the water can be great fun, can be great exercise for our dogs, but it can also be dangerous. So um, if you're joining me today, um, if you've ever heard about water intoxication, if you had any kind of experience with it, um, either personal or you know of somebody, if, let me know. Let me know what your experience is or what you know about it um, because that's what I'm going to be talking about today. If this is your first time, thank you for joining us. My name is Erica Bowling. I am the owner and founder of Northeast Canine Conditioning. And again, um, every Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can find me on my business page on Facebook. So, oh, uh, double check you guys and let me know. Uh, Cheryl said you can't hear me. If somebody else, uh, um, Sarah, if you're here, if you're live, let me know. Uh, okay, Erica, great. You guys, um, Cheryl, check your audio because um, others can hear me. So Erica says you've heard of it. You know... Eh. You know of somebody uh, whose dog has experienced it. You know what? This is interesting because, you know me, I was doing research on this. And um, every, everything I was reading was saying how, um, how, it's, uh, how, it's, how it's rare. But, you know, I know of somebody who's lost a couple dogs to this. I know of people that have ended up in the emergency room with their dogs with this. And so, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not super common. But here's the thing, um, it, it's frequently deadly when, when the dogs do have it. And when you start seeing the symptoms, like things can, can pro progress and go downhill very, very quickly. So, um, so again, it's just not to scare you. This isn't something that's like extremely common. But I mean, I know of dogs that, are, you know, people have had dogs who have died from it. Um, Erica right here, she said that she's known of a dog that survived but has suffered from it. So I, I think it's an important topic. And I talk about canine fitness. I think, you know, exercising your dog, swimming your dog is a wonderful, wonderful way to condition your dog. But we just need to be educated and know about it. So um, Marilyn, thank you for joining us. You said you know direct experience, but you've heard of dogs having this and you warn uh, uh, people who, who swim their dogs. Yeah, so I'm just gonna um, just I'm gonna take a little bit of time just to educate you a little bit about this and talk about um, things to keep an eye on and things you can do to help just keep your dog safe. If you, if you educate others, if you're a dog trainer, a canine business owner, these are also things you wanna help educate your clients too. So what, what is um, water intoxication? That's kind of the more informal name that people know about it, but Basically, it's when our dogs are taking in excess water. And excess water, that can happen through swimming. It can happen, now this I hadn't thought about, but um, in a couple articles, they talked about even like the water hose. When you're playing with the water hose and the dog's jumping up and stuff uh, and, and drinking. Uh, but here's the thing, and this has happened to me. Your dogs can be taking in a lot more water and you don't even realize it. 
So for example, people might think, oh, you're at the lake and oh, the dog you know, ended up in the emergency room, it, it, it drank too much water. And people might be thinking that, you know, oh, the dog's like drinking the water. But here's the thing, your dog can be taking in water and you don't see your dog drinking water. For example, when I take, um, when I take Knox swimming, like I, when, when we're at the lake, I never let him just drink out of the lake water. You know, I'm worried about getting upset stomach, diarrhea. It's, you know, I, I live in New Jersey. So a lot of these lakes probably don't want to swim in. Um, so I, I don't let him drink the water. He only drinks fresh water. But here's the thing. When he's swimming and he's playing fetch and he's carrying things in his mouth, he swims and his head is right around, you know, the level of the surface level of the water. While he's swimming and he's opening his mouth and he's carrying something in his mouth, like water, he, he is most definitely ingesting. He is taking in water. And like I said, I don't see him drinking it. Like I don't see him gulping water. I don't see him lapping up the water. But I know for a fact he is taking in a lot of water because after we swim that day, like he's peeing like five times the amount of what he normally pees. So I know he's taking in, in water. And I know that he takes in a lot more water than Bachi does because of the way he swims. And like his head, he's literally right at the level with the water. You know, I can see him carrying and the, and the water's by his mouth. When my other dog, Bachi's swimming, his head is up above the water. And um, after swimming, he's not peeing as much. He's not taking in, he's not ingesting as much water. And so I know for a fact, I have to keep an eye on Knox when he's swimming because it doesn't even take much swimming at all. And I noticed how much more frequently he's peeing um, later that day uh, and even, you know, soon after. So just so you know, it's that excess drinking, that excess intake of water. But you don't always realize, you frequently don't realize if you're playing at the, you know, if you're out at the ocean, if you're playing at the, uh, at the pond and you're retrieving your dog, swimming in the water and retrieving stuff and bringing it back, you don't, you don't necessarily know how much water your dog's taking in. So what happens with it? Uh, yeah, Marilyn, water retrieves and gulping water. Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, Erica said uh, she knew of a dog who got it by playing with the hose. I mean, who would think Who would think that? I mean, normally you, you wouldn't think that. You're playing with the hose. You just, you're not standing there just watching the dog drinking and drinking and drinking. Um, so, you know, like I said, it can, just educating yourself a little bit about this and letting people know about it. So what's happening is you're taking in this excess water of your dog is taking in excess water and um, it's so much water and frequently it, it's taken in a short amount of time that the body can't process it. Okay. The body can't process it. And here's something that's really interesting. Um, the, as your dog's taking in this excess water, the water, it, it's um, basically it's, it's diluting the body fluids. So, okay. So think about this um, and what's happening specifically with the what we're talking about here is it depletes the sodium levels depletes the sodium levels so let me give you an example sometimes when i have um maybe i have a sore in my mouth or you know there i want to like flush my mouth out and sometimes i'll put some salt in warm water right and think about it. if you put a bunch of salt in a little bit of water that water tastes really salty but if i put a lot of water in the same amount of salt in the bottom of the cup, it doesn't taste as salty, right? So think about excess, you have a lot of that water coming in, 
And so it's diluting. It's it's making basically the body is is detecting, hey, you know, we've got low sodium. And the the fluids between the cells are like detecting, you know, caution, caution, we're low sodium. And then the body actually starts to basically it's sending like water to the cells. And it's it's you end up actually getting like an inflammation. It's it's I think it's pretty crazy because you're drinking so much water, but then you're getting extra like fluid um, into the cells, not not the drinking water, but you're getting extra fluid going into the, the 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 fluid of the dog's body, and you can actually get it. I I was reading in some of the articles, so we're getting inflammation. You can actually get inflammation when we look at the cells in into the brain. And um, I just thought it was kind of fascinating because it's almost like it's almost like excess water. The what the body is detecting it as like you know it's not getting the proper you know what's happening in the fluids and it's actually producing um, excess fluid. Um, so it's it's kind of ironic the way the way that I see it. So the body's getting depleted of the sodium levels, the body's responding to it, and we're actually getting more fluid than going into these cells. And, um, and the, body, uh, the body can't process it. The body can't process it. And so what happens a lot of times, I, I guess if you think about it, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying it's kind of like when you think about the dog's like uh, signs and symptoms, the dog looks kind of like drunk. They get unsteady on their feet. Um, they might get lethargic. Right. And um, actually, the person that I know, uh, the couple times where I've heard of people that have had dogs, they talked about, you know, the dogs just getting um, like slept and very sleepy and lethargic after swimming at the beach all day. Um, uh, actually, they were at a, at a lake. Um, ataxia. So, you know, they start to lose their, their, their balance, the equilibrium. Right. So that kind of drunkenness. Um, they could get nauseous. Uh, in addition to with the nauseousness, you can see uh, vomiting um, and also bloat. And uh, like I said, these these are symptoms um, that, of course, there might be other conditions where you see these types of things. But one of the things you need to know is if your dog is showing these symptoms, the the progression can be very, very rapid um, to where the dog actually can die from it. So if if you're seeing these symptoms and you've been out swimming your dog, you've been playing in the water, then um, it, it's a medical emergency. Like you you want to get medical help. You want to get to the veterinarian as fast as possible. Um, hi, Myra. Thank you for joining us. She said before um, before they overheat, uh, they want to drink a lot. Yes, but the organism doesn't absorb it. So that's another thing. So it could be think about when the dog's swimming. Think about when the dog's playing with the hose in the water and also just basically when you're giving your dog water and your dog's been exercising, your dog's starting to get warm and sometimes like they just want to drink and drink and drink. Um, so there's a lot of different situations where it might uh, that, that you might have your dog actually drinking too much. Um, let me see some. Oh, a glazed eyes. Again, think of like that drunkenness kind of unsteady on your feet. Um, I was going to say blurred speech, uh, you know, a slurred, slurred speech, <laughs> maybe their barking changes. I don't know. But, you know, when you think about the, the body's just not functioning, the brain also isn't functioning in the proper way. So glazed eyes, um, you could see the bloating, right? The filling uh, of the stomach, the vomiting, nauseous. 
and more severe, um, we'll see some changing uh, of the color of the gums, lighter gums. But when you get to the real serious, you know, where you're talking about life and death, you can see difficulty in breathing, and then it can actually lead to seizures, coma, and death. And um, and the case that I know of, I think it was a, at a lake or a pond. Um, the dogs were playing, you know, swimming, and, you know, they were out there a while and just having a really good day. Um, and then while they were on the boat, they were, they were coming into shore and they started having, you know, seeing some of the symptoms. And of course, um, I, I think it was pretty quick that they went and, and got the dogs, you know, uh, got some help, but it just, it progressed, it progressed so quickly, um, that the dogs didn't survive. So the key here is being aware of what those symptoms are. Well, number one is knowing what can cause it and trying to avoid that. Um, knowing what the symptoms are. And then if you see these symptoms, like get medical help immediately, medical help immediately. Um, and let me see, I had a couple notes I wanted to. Um... Oh, here, here's another thing about the sodium. So the, you have the excess, the water depletes the sodium levels um, in that um, in the extracellular fluid in the in the fluid between the cells. Here's the thing with sodium. Sodium maintains blood pressure and uh, nerve and muscle function. So that makes sense, right? Muscle function, if the dog starts losing balance, um, the dog's unstable on their feet, right? And um, they could, with the nerve uh, and the uh, impact on the brain, you could see signs that look like, you know, a neurological uh, effect from it. Um, so, so again, I, I took some notes for you here because I have limited space that I can share um, when I use VLive to share my notes with you. But the cells start to fill with the water and the body attempts to balance the sodium inside the cells with, um, with the falling levels. And so the inflow of the water causes the cells, including those in the brain, to swell. And like I said, that's the ironic part. You're getting an inflow of water. The body's responding by this inflow of fluid. And your dog had excess fluid, but yet they're like dying from this excess fluid um, going to the to the brain um, and the central nervous system. Again, we can see the neurological effects, the balance, you know, uh, it affects a number of those different things that you can physically see the dog responding. Right. You're seeing the symptoms. Uh, difficulty breathing. Difficulty breathing is another thing. Um, so. So number one, okay, if you're seeing this happening, what are you going to do? Well, immediately, you know, find out where's the closest place you can take the dog to get medical help. Um, a, a lot of people, when they go vacationing, it might happen when you're vacationing is when I'm vacationing, like I was just up in Maine for a couple of weeks and I contact a friend of mine who lives there. And I said, you know what? I just realized because it was um, Mount Desert Island, uh, which uh, is a very touristy spot. And I contacted my friend because I had my dogs with me. And I said, you know what? I just realized I don't know where the nearest 24-hour animal clinic is. And I just, when I'm on the road or I'm traveling, if I'm spending time in a place that I'm not familiar with, you know, here I was up there for two, you know, a couple weeks. Um, I, I like to know um, where would I go, especially where a 24-hour emergency place is. Um, also, like when I, when I was training in South Jersey, my, my, my one dog is pretty sensitive to the heat. I'm always worried about heat stroke. And um, it's an hour away from my home where we train. And so I was asking them, you know, it was when we were training and it's hot out. And I thought, you know, I just, I, I'd like to know, like, if there's, a, if there's a medical emergency with our dogs right now, where would you take them? 
Um, so if you're traveling, if you're on the road, if you're vacationing, I, I just feel better because I figure if I, if I know where it is and I, you know, I know it's available, um, I'm not going to need them, hopefully, right? Um, so, uh, so Joe says, so for dogs training and dock jumping, you normally don't go past 20 minutes at a time. Oh, good point. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Um, is it better for shorter periods um, or could it happen sooner? Um, the recommendation, uh, like I said, I was reading a number of different articles, is um, giving them short breaks, definitely giving them breaks. And, um, you know, when you say, is it better for shorter periods of time um, or could it happen sooner? Do you mean like um, you normally don't go past 20 minutes? Um, I mean, it's, I mean, the time is in relation. The time could be, um, could, could correlate to how much water they're intaking, right? So um, if my dog is going to be out there for 30 minutes in the water, they potentially can take in the water, you know, more water than, than if they're only out there for 10 minutes. Um, but also think about it. If, if I'm drinking, if I'm drinking eight glasses of water, and if I'm drinking eight glasses of water over eight hours, right, my body has more time to process the water. Um, but if I'm taking eight glasses of water, and I drink it in two minutes, <laughs> you know, I might not feel very well. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, definitely, if, if you're taking breaths and breaks and spreading it out over time, um, it, it is giving the, the body more time to process it. Um, but it's still also, you know, a quantity issue. If the body, you know, you might be giving your dog breaks, but if your dog is out there in the water throughout the afternoon, which I've heard of cases where, you know, the dogs are out there and they're playing, they're on the boat, they're resting, but it's all, you know, throughout hours of the day, it's still a matter of you might be giving your dog breaks and you might be taking, spreading it over time, but still is the dog taking in more water than the body can process. And, and that's the key thing. So, you know, um, definitely spreading out, if they're going to be ingesting all that water, spreading it out is going to help. Hopefully they, the body gives the body more time to process it, but it doesn't totally protect you if your dog um, is just taking in a lot of water. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, so the training session length. Yeah, I, I would, um, uh, like I said, the recommendation and the stuff that I was reading the articles, it was saying um, giving rest breaks and giving breaks in between, and it's not, they're not just out there um, continuously. Um, but that's a good question. Um, and, and a lot of times when you hear about it, it's when the dogs are taking a bunch of water all at once. But like I said, I've heard of examples where the dogs are just, you know, they're out at the pond and they're out at the lake throughout the day. And it's not like they're out there for five hours nonstop. Like the dogs are playing and running and swimming and coming out and swimming. Um, so it's, it's that overall intake of water. And so, uh, you know, also one of the things you want to note, like with my dogs is, you know, um, I know for a fact, my one dog, he takes in more water than my other dog because of the way he swims the way he swims, he's getting in more water. So one thing I thought about, um, and I ha he hasn't actually been swimming this year. Well, this season, he's not been swimming, not my, 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 my one that ingests more water. I actually, I, I don't like swimming him much because um, I know he's taken in so much water, but I was thinking, you know, if I have a life jacket on him, um, you know, maybe I can get the head uh, up a little bit higher. So he's not getting in so much water, but also um, I was, I, I did have um, a toy where he had his mouth really wide open 
And so um, I bought a different type of toy. He still has it in his mouth, but he can close his mouth more. And it's not this big gaping mouth with all this water going in. And it's, I mean, he literally would be like, his mouth would be full of this huge toy and he's just swimming with this wide open mouth. Um, so I, I did um, revisit the toy that I use and I did not like the fact that he had such a, a large toy in his mouth and his mouth was completely wide open right at the level of the water and was taking in all that water. Um, so looking at the, the swimming style, um, looking at the head position in the swimming, um, just your dogs have, you know, some dogs when they're out in the water, they are actually lapping up, like they are drinking the water. So trying to minimize that. Um, those are some things, um, that you want to consider and, you know, things like playing with the hose, you know, um, being aware that, you know, even though the dog's jumping up and playing at the hose, um, your dog can actually be ingesting a lot more water than what you realize. Um, so those are some things, uh, things to be thinking about. Um, so Erica says, I was just literally just typing a question about the size of the toy. Yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, to me, it just made sense. I mean, if my dog's swimming, I mean, his mouth was literally wide open, um, versus he's still taking in water, but he's not going to take in as much water if he can um, close the mouth more. But I did not like for him that really big toy. Um, yeah. If you guys have questions, post them. Let me see if I had a couple other notes up here. Um, so again, it's, um, it's not, it is not super common. So, I mean, don't freak out. Um, but it's frequently fatal. Um, so, and, and it comes on quick, it can come on quickly. Um, so again, being careful about when you're swimming, where you're swimming, um, the water hose, and then also keep in mind, uh, keep in mind that if your dog is swimming at the ocean and is ingesting that water, that is salty water. And you actually, um, the body's response is actually, it, it's, you know, it's the reverse. And that also could be very bad. So your dog is actually taking in, like, here the body senses it as a loss of sodium because the fluids are diluted. But if your dog is out there drinking a bunch of very salty water, now you're, the body is responding as excess sodium, and that also could be dangerous. Um, so, you know, some, some swimming pools um, for um, aquatic therapy and stuff, some, um, some, some of the pools that the dogs swim in are salt water. Um, so like I said, it, it, that has its own challenges and dangers too, um, but it's just different. One is that excess water in the body is responding as a, like a, a loss of sodium, and the other one is an excess of uh, sodium. Um, so, um, so those, those are the key points I wanted to share with you. Um, and I don't know if you guys had any other questions. Um, and you know, there's not, you know, just a few people that were posting comments, you know, we already have people here that have, you know, known of people and known of dogs that have suffered from it. And, um, and even though it's not common, I'm, I'm always surprised when I talk to people, the number of people that either their dog ended up in the emergency room um, or, uh, or they know, know of a dog, uh, that either got it. Um, Erica mentioned the one that survived, thank goodness. Um, but the, you know, it seems like every season, uh, every summer season, I hear of dogs that die from it. Um, so the main thing is just being aware of this. And I think you should always be aware of, you know, the, the amount of water that your dog is taking in, you know, for, for hydration and issues and stuff like that. But just know, I know when I very first heard about this, I, I, I never thought, you know, you, you always, at least for me with the, the high energy Malinois and dogs that are sensitive to heat and the dogs that will 
go, 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 go. And no matter how many times you're, you're sending them an exercise or retrieving or, or chasing something, they, even if they're really hot and tired, some of these crazy working dogs and sport dogs, like they will just keep going until they fall over. Um, you know, and I've heard of stories where, you know, in the middle of the training, the dogs collapse from heat stroke and die. And so typically we think about, and, and I would say there's more of a danger, heat stroke typically is more, for these types of dogs, they're more at risk of heat stroke. But the thing is, is I had never, I was always, before I knew about this, I was always thinking about hydrating my dog and worried about heat stroke and overheating, but I hadn't thought about, you know, the dangers of my dog drinking too much water. And uh, like I said, I noticed it with Knox, like I get nervous. I don't swim him a lot because he takes in a lot of water. And even if I only take him out for 15 minutes and it's not continuous swimming, but if I'll take him out for 15 minutes, like I notice a big difference. So um, I, I limit, I don't, I don't do tons and tons of swimming with him because, um, because I see that and, and I try to control it, but the, the way he swims, he just takes in water. And um, Bachi's not like that, um, and he can swim longer. I watch him closely, but um, he just doesn't take in as much water, and I feel a lot more comfortable. And part of the reason, like, I've been taking Bachi swimming more than Knox is it, it just makes me nervous. Um, so, yeah, Erica said, even though, um, even though it's not common, it's important to know about the signs and that you can get help fast. Um, because definitely if you can see those early signs and you know, oh, my gosh, I think my dog had too much water – you can, uh, you know, get them to a veterinarian and you can also give them a heads up instead of taking, you know, the veterinarian might be like, oh, what's wrong with your dog? Or, you know, maybe did your dog get into something poisonous that like you can say, hey, I've been, you know, I've been swimming with my dog. I think you took in too much water um, so that you can act even faster. So, um, so I hope this, uh, I hope this was helpful and educational. I know some of you already knew a little bit about it. So I hope this uh, helped you know a little bit more. Um, if you're interested on, um, the canine health and fitness side of things. Um, I do have a quiz if some of you have taken it, but it's a, it, it, it's not like a formal quiz. It's more like a self self assessment to kind of reflect on your own knowledge base when it comes to canine fitness. Um, what are some of your strengths? What are some of the knowledge areas that you, you, you feel confident and you know a lot in and what are the areas in canine fitness where maybe you don't feel as strong and areas that like, maybe you never even, thought about, oh, I never thought that this was important in canine fitness. But if you go to caninefitnessquiz.com, um, you can take that online. It'll send you a summary of your results. And uh, it, and you can get a sense of um, where do you feel confident in your knowledge in canine fitness and where are the areas that maybe you didn't realize that there were gaps in your knowledge or areas that maybe you should know about. Um, I also will get a summary of the res uh, results and you could qualify for a complimentary one-on-one uh, -on -one session. And a lot of times people um, during the one-on-one -on -one sessions will talk about their fitness programs and what kind of exercises do they do with their dogs? A lot of times people say, you know, gosh, I, I want to exercise my dog, but you know, I can't take them off leash or um, I have limited places where I can exercise them. And sometimes it's just brainstorming and thinking of creative ways um, to get more exercise. You know, sometimes it's like, I don't have a lot of time. How do I build some good fitness into my program when I'm real short on time? And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Um, so again, if you go to canine fitness quiz, it's the letter K, the number nine, fitnessquiz.com. Uh, you can jump on and take that. Um, if for some reason it doesn't email you the results, every now and then it does that, just message me and let me know. And I can, um, usually I can go into the system and send them out to you. Um, so uh, thank you. Thank you for joining. Again, my name is Erica Bowling and I am with Northeast Canine Conditioning. If you go to my Facebook business page, 
every Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can join me live. You can ask questions. But um, if you catch the, a replay on YouTube, if you find it on LinkedIn, um, you can always jump over to Facebook. Uh, you can write, you know, if you have any questions, I will go through. And if I didn't answer your questions now, or if you watch the replay, I do go back and I do um, reach out to people, answer questions. And also always feel free to message me privately, message me on, you know, you can reach me on LinkedIn, you can reach me on Facebook. Um, uh, I have a YouTube channel and uh, I'm always looking for um, topics and questions that you might have. On Fridays, I usually alternate. Sometimes I talk about canine uh, business, um, how to develop and grow a canine business. And we have business topics and sometimes we have fitness topics. So um, anything that you might want to hear related to dogs, canine and fitness and business, uh, just let me know and I'd be happy to bring in the conversations. Also, if you go to my Facebook page, go to Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook page and click on videos. Oh, I completely forgot this. I believe this is uh, my 50th live show. Um, we've gone, I've gone 50 weeks nonstop. I have not missed a Friday in 50 weeks. So it's kind of like a celebration today. Um, but I'm pretty, I'm 99% sure this is our 50th episode. So um, if you've only seen one or two, go to Northeast Canine Conditioning on Facebook, click on the videos, and you'll see all my videos there. They're all there. Not, all of them aren't necessarily up on YouTube. Um, I kind of pick and choose uh, some of the ones with the better quality uh, audio. So um, yeah, Erica, I, was, I looked at, wow, literally um, 50 weeks. I have not knock on wood, <laughs> knock on wood. I've not missed a Friday. I've been consistent every, every week. So, uh, for you guys, that's why I do it. I do it for you guys, uh, to help educate you and, uh, to answer your questions and just build awareness, grow awareness. And also if you're a canine professional to help you with your business. So thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget if you haven't done the quiz, jump on over to caninefitnessquiz.com. And um, please, if you can, join me live. I love having you guys live. But if you can't make it live, if you're watching the replay, add a comment, add a question. I love hearing from you. And uh, have a great rest of the day. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye for now.